0: We all come together and lift our voices as we sing our first song. You thought of us. You thought of us before the world began to breathe. Desperately we need to be Come search our hearts and purify our lives We need your perfect love, we need your discipline We're lost unless you guide us with your love Lord Jesus lead us we're desperate for your 30 you. until you return. until you return O oh, great and mighty one with one day hour we come that you would reign that you would reign in us we're offering up our lives a living sacrifice that you what? A Like a flood, flood, and send send the sound so the world may know you. our praises. As we sing our next song, may we call on His name and invite His presence into our lives. You're one who shaped the earth. You're the one who formed my heart long before my birth. I believe. I believe you, love Your thoughts told me are holy, full of love and grace. with our final song may we may the love of our Lord be known today and may his grace always be sufficient amen This Triumph where I should be judged. So now, by your grace, I am free. Your grace is sufficient for me. Your grace is sufficient for me. Your strength is made perfect. Perfect when I am weak. All that I cling to, I lay at Your feet. Your grace is sufficient. Your grace is sufficient. Grace is, for me. Grace is sufficient for me. Your strength is made perfect when I am weak. All that I cling to, I lay at your feet. Grace is sufficient Your grace is sufficient Your grace is sufficient For me Amen God. Praise God Let us bow our heads
1: The word of God says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful, let the message of Christ dwell among you, richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing it to God with gratitude in your hearts, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Heavenly Father, as we have gathered here today, we approach you and we come before your holy presence with humility and with an attitude of gratitude and with thanksgiving, Lord. We humble ourselves here today and we ask God that you will speak to us. Lord, open up our ears, Open up our eyes to see the truth and to hear and to listen to your word here today. We humbly surrender ourselves to you and we lay down all of our worries, all of our burdens, and we lay them down all at your feet, O Lord. Even our crowns, Lord, we lay them all down. And I pray as you transition to the message. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all those hearts who will be listening here today. Lord, may it be pleasing in your sight, O oh Lord. For we love you, and we are desperate for your touch. We thank you, we love you, we give you all the glory and all the honor. We pray all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, uh, God bless you. Uh, let's all take a moment to, uh, let's first sit and let's greet one another. Let's greet our fellow neighbor before we begin our service with the message. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, amen? Amen. It's good to see everyone here. And today we're going to continue on on our series called Real Faith. We are now on part six. The title of today's message is Anger Not. Can we turn to our neighbor and say Anger Not? Anger Not. In the next few weeks, we're going to focus on James 1, finishing it up and we're going to get to verse 22 to 26 next week and the following week we'll do verse 27 we're going to talk about doing and we're going to talk about what is pure religion as it says in verse 27 religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world but before we get there Today, we're going to focus solely on verse 19 to 21. And it's all under the category, if you look at your Bible, it says listening and doing. Listening is just not enough. It's all about application. We need to act upon it. We do and we become, we become and we do from the overflow of the heart, a transformed heart that has been changed by the touch of the Holy Spirit. So today I want to talk to you guys about anger. It says this in the Word of God in verse 19. It says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone, not some, but all should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Verse 20, Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Amen and amen. 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 Anger and bitterness are two noticeable signs of being focused on self. I'll say it again. Anger and bitterness are two noticeable signs of being focused on self and not trusting God's sovereignty in your life. When you believe that God causes all things to work together for good to those who belong to Him and love Him, you can respond to trials with joy, not anger, with joy instead of anger or bitterness. Today, I want to talk to you on how we can overcome overcome the strongest emotion of all, anger. And Satan knows how to wield this weapon. He knows how to use this anger to disrupt and to disturb the growth of the church and to the Christian faith. Psalm 37 verse 8 says, Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. So behind every angry person, sometimes when we go to the nursing home, we may encounter a person who is deeply angry, and sometimes for no reason. And whenever we encounter an angry individual, behind every angry person is a deeply hurt person. Because anger is the result of us expressing to people, to ourselves, to the mirror, to God, how dissatisfied I am with life. And when we are dissatisfied with life, our default is that we respond with anger. And when anger surfaces, and when we feel that we are not in control, when we feel that we have lost control, that's when anger rises and uses to disrupt our faith and to disrupt the growth of our faith. In the Greek language, anger is the strongest of all passions, it says. Anger begins with a feeling. It causes a reaction, which is often expressed in words and actions. Of all the human emotions, anger can be the most intense, destructive, and unhealthy emotion that we can experience as a human being. And if not handled in the proper way, if anger is not handled in the correct manner, it can leave a drastic life-changing consequences. Sometimes life in jail, you can murder someone, You can do things that you will regret at the heat of that moment, at that emotion. And when this anger is left unresolved, it destroys everything and everyone we love. We cannot use rage to bring about justice. Sometimes it is easy to be angry for things. And we use it as an excuse, as our means to get what we want. To bring about justice. God! God! I am so angry about this injustice that's going on. I am so deeply hurt with this injustice that I've received from my past. But God wants you to be free. He doesn't want you to be bound by the past of your hurt, of your pain. God desires that He wants you to be free. And He wants you to stop masking up your hurt with anger. Because your anger is, is stunting your growth in Christ. Anger is not the way for us to respond. And later I'm going to talk about righteous anger and anger that is used, that Satan uses for evil. Okay, we're going to talk about the difference. Because to be angry is not sin. We're going to get to that. But I just want to focus on just remembering that true justice, true restoration, true peace cannot be accomplished by rage and revenge like we see in movies. This is going to continue a cycle of destruction after destruction after destruction. Romans 12 verse 21 says, Do not be overcome by evil. Overcome evil with good. So what do we do when we're angry? We surrender to God. Starting with point number one. If you do not kill anger at the root, in other words, by the source, it will resurface and it will destroy your life. Again, anger is the fruit of rotten fruits, the roots. That's where it comes from. When your roots are rotten, your fruit will be rotten. And anger is one of them, the strongest one, actually. And sometimes we may learn anger from what we've experienced from our past families, our role models. We've seen it, and we think that's okay. But more than that, more than blaming someone, or I learned this from a family member, or from someone that I looked up to, More than that, all of us, every single human being, it is in us. It is in you. This anger that can destroy is inside every single human being. So point letter A, anger is not sin. B, anger is sin. Again, we're going to get to that. C, anger is dangerous. D, anger is instant. E, anger must be dealt with because it is a deep-rooted issue. It is not about masking and fixing the shallow surface issues. You must face it. In other words, face the music. Head on. You need to face it. F, anger can be wielded for good. We're going to get to that. But be careful because even good anger... Can lead to pride and destruction if you linger in it for too long. It's like a superhero character, like in a cartoon, right? In their final form, they're lifting, imagine yourself lifting something very heavy. You may do it for a split second, but you cannot hold it for too long. What happens if you hold it for too long? You will get hurt. Your muscles will rip. Your bones will break. Just remember anger. Is not sin. So let's get to that. Ephesians 4, verse 26 to 27, it says, In your anger, do not sin. Paul says, Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. What does that mean, foothold? It means opportunity. Foothold means opportunity. Do not give the devil an opportunity to make you sin. Again, I want to say, anger is not sin. Why? Because we see even in scripture, in the gospel, Jesus, even Jesus himself, Jesus Christ himself got angry right towards those who were proud, the leaders, the religious leaders. He flipped the coin, remember that? He flipped the coin at the Temple Mount to the arrogant religious leaders, to those who were compromising. So what is that call? What is that called? When we get angry for justice. It is called righteous anger. To have righteous anger is good. Now let's get to the other unrighteous anger. Flip that coin. What is on the other side? On the other side of righteous anger is unrighteous anger. We see Cain in the book of Genesis, in the beginning right away, is that Adam and Eve, they had Cain and Abel. And we see that Cain got angry to the point. It says he was angry. He was so angry to the point that he what? He murdered his brother Abel. And this is not a subjective word. Maybe he murdered him in his mind. No, he physically, objectively murdered his brother Abel, because he was angry. And as he was angry, God was speaking to Cain. God was saying, Cain, why are you angry? Be careful. Sin is crouching at your door. Sin is right there. Sin is right there in your anger. It desires to have you. When it says have you, it means consume you and take you over where you cannot even see and realize, recognize who you are anymore. You must rule over it. But you must rule over it. But instead of taking that heed and that warning with humility, it says he pre-planned by bringing his brother Abel, making him look all innocent and nice. Hey, I just want to talk to you. And then, It says he rose up and killed, he rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. To be specific, it says later she gave birth to his brother Abel, this is Adam and Eve. Now Abel kept floss and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? So the danger about anger is that it is instant. When it is instant, there is no turning back. And sometimes when we are filled with anger, we... Ask ourselves when we're at, on the road rage, right? Sometimes Arlene, we know, after nurse nursing and working, it's like, ah, rah. It's like, why do we do what we do, right? It's like, why did I do that? Why did I just <laughs> stalk that car in front of me with anger? Why did I do this? When you ask yourself that question, just remember, even Paul, Apostle Paul struggled with this. And you will struggle with this, and I will struggle with this with anger. Because he says in Romans 7.15, this is NLT translation, he says, I don't really understand myself. This is Paul speaking. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. And we often find ourselves, when we're angry, in a dilemma, frustrated. After the deed has been done, the emotion has taken over, we will ask ourselves, am I ever going to be free from this? Can I ever be free from this path of anger, from this emotion called anger? For us to face it, and to overcome it, and to be free from it, first of all, we need to turn to our King, Jesus. And, while we are under his shadow, under his umbrella, and under his wings, we must face and walk the path of authenticity, be genuine. We need to dig deep, we need to get to the root, and we need to choose to go towards the pain of our past. In order for us to be free, we must get to the root of the anger and deal with it. Get rid of the mask, we need to face the things that has happened to us, that made us into the way that we are today and we must admit that I cannot change myself. No amount of discipline, no amount of good work will mask your anger because when things go wrong in your life, that anger will come back and will take over as it did with Cain. Cain was not someone where it was just one time where he was just angry and then it happened. I believe that it was bubbling within him day after day, not forgiving, always remembering, always seeking vengeance in his heart, getting angry within to the point where it bubbled up and he had no control anymore. No longer could he control himself. So we must admit that we can't change ourselves. And a lot of times, we try to deal with bad fruit by what? By just cutting off the bad fruit. Uh, But really, the reality is, it's the root. Uh, We never really dig, dig deep enough to get to the root of the issue. Everything is a lot of times the surface. And unless we go to the root, you'll find yourself in the same cycle over and over again. So when faced with anger, we what? face the music we choose our pain that's never easy so again point number one if you do not kill anger at the root it will resurface and destroy you but let's continue point number two unless you realize that anger is a spiritual battle uh, you will lose every time Uh, we need to understand uh, men and women of God we need to understand that anger is a spiritual fight and if you fail to realize that it's a spiritual fight, a spiritual battle, you will lose every time. No amount of discipline can fix this. You cannot fix yourself because anger will win every time, will win each time. And if you think that this is a mental fight, right, people will tell you, hey, you need to have a stronger mind, It's a physical fight, right? You just need to get healthy. Emotional fight. I mean, yes, encompasses all of that, but ultimately, it is a spiritual fight. We need to understand this. You need to understand what anger is and how we can overcome it. If not, it's like you going against a grandmaster in chess. Every time, you will lose. They're already steps ahead. They know exactly what moves to take. And every time you go in there, you will lose and you will be destroyed. And you cannot overcome anger with self-help book. Discipline. No way. It's impossible. Galatians 5, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self, kindness, self-control. I think I skipped one or two, but again ultimately it's about self-control. Self-control. Self-control is not working on the self, but self-control is not, again, it's not discipline or by yourself you're doing it, but it is the working of the power of the Holy Spirit that will bring us about to a place of self-control. It's the transformational working of the Holy Spirit. So we need to ask God, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to transform us, to give us the spirit of self-control, the fruit of self-control. So when battling anger, we must realize, again, Ephesians 6.12, King James KJV version says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So when we get angry, and Satan uses your anger for you to get to a place where you're so angry, remember that he is trying to keep you away from accomplishing the will of God in your life. Whenever we fall into anger, I'm going to say it again. Satan is trying, he's using that to keep you away from accomplishing the will of God in your life. That's why letter A, do not end the day in anger. Do not, each day, every day you take, the moment you wake up, do not go to sleep that night angry. B, do not go throughout the day in anger. Do not go throughout the day angry. Let us C, when hit with anger, always operate in righteousness. Again, righteous anger. D, when hit with anger, always submit to the Lord fast. Do not delay, not later, but right away. The moment you feel anger coming, submit to God because that's the only way that we will overcome anger. In any other way, you will not. You will be destroyed or you will destroy someone. I'll say that again. You will be destroyed or you will destroy somebody. Ultimately, you will destroy yourself. Why is it important to not end the day in anger? Because the Bible gives us a clear picture of the most dangerous intruder, a spiritual intruder in your life. His name is Satan. How is the devil allowed into your home? How is the devil allowed at night into your mind? That's the question. I'll tell you how. When you go to bed angry, when you end the day in anger. It's like you're going to bed. Would you go to bed with your front door wide open? No. You always make sure the door is locked, closed, locked and safe. We will never go to sleep in that way because that is inviting intruders to come in to our home to hurt us, to rot from us, to destroy us, to hurt you. So when you go to bed angry, and when you go throughout the day angry, and if we go to bed angry, night after night, night after night, day after day, each day, as each day passes, it's like we're leaving the door wide open. Maybe that first night, maybe you're safe, maybe you got lucky, but I'm telling you, critters, other things, bugs, ultimately robbers, people who are going to hurt you. You're leaving the door wide open for Satan to come in and to destroy your life. Ephesians 4, 26-27 says, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Again, I said earlier, foothold is opportunity so when we begin to feel anger that's the perfect time for us to exercise the fruit of self-control that's when we do it because we need to turn to God and know that in Romans 12 verse 19 God says vengeance is mine I will repay it there's no reason for you to be angry I'm going to bring about justice where there is injustice. So we trust that God, he's going to take care of us, that he's going to protect us. We can't change our past, but when we give our all to God, our hurts and our pain, he will use it to bring about to you a better future. That's why when we're angry, we must remember it's not our job to fix it, But it's our job to submit to Him. How do we submit to Him? Well, it requires of us to put in putting on the armor of God. Understand what this fight is all about. It says in Ephesians 6, verse 10-10, the armor of God says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against what? Flesh and blood. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, therefore put on the form of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth, buckled around your waist, breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace and audition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, Pray that I may declare fearlessly as I should. So what am I saying here? Just be cool. Put on the form of God. Be calm. Be collected. That's what Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 5. He tells Timothy, be be calm. When things happen in ministry, when difficulties come, just stay cool. It's going to be okay. The Lord is our avenger, as he says in Romans twelve nineteen, vengeance is mine. I will protect you. I will take care of you. Paul tells Timothy to be calm, cool, and collected, and keep going. Keep performing the duties of your ministry, and it's a good advice for all, every single one of us. Instead of responding with anger, we respond with humility. And this really speaks to me deeply because I feel that for many years of my life, even, even now I struggle uh, with anger, responding with anger, because things were just not going the way that it should. And that was my way of, I justified it with oh, righteous anger. But again, even righteous anger, when you stay in it for too long, you become prideful and arrogant and you get lost. Anger is not something you can control. No one can control it. It's not our job to control but to submit. But we must have self-control, ultimately, which is from the working of the Holy Spirit. So when angry, we should just calm down. Just calm down and humbly continue to do what God has called us to do. That situation can make you bitter or better. It's up to us. It's up to you. If you're mad about something, don't let that anger ruin the moment. But let us overcome by the strengthening of the Holy Spirit. For Christ desires for you to let go and to be free. It's okay. Let go of that weapon. Let it go. Just drop it. It's like a person who has a hostage or they're trying to shoot themselves, they have a weapon in their hand. And a detective or police officer or a citizen, a concerned citizen is telling them, It's okay, let it go. Let it go. And in Genesis, Cain had that opportunity when God said, Why are you angry, Cain? Why are you so angry? Cain should have just let go of the weapon. But he held on, he held on, he held on, day after day, day after day, to the point where his hand was glued to the weapon which led him to murder his own brother, Abel. Christ desires for us to let go and to be free. No more anger, no more sorrow, and no more pain. But this is not easy, right? This is not easy. But it is easy. Because all we need to do is surrender. That's it. Submit to God. But don't submit to the devil. Submit to the Lord with humility. And lastly here, point number three. Only the word of God can liberate you from your anger. And when I say the Word of God, we know the Word of God is alive and active. the Word of God is God. is the Word of God is Christ. The Word of God that we read, that we study, that we meditate, that we use to help us navigate from this life in this life is the answer to all questions in this life. And only the Word of God can liberate you from your anger hebrews 4 12 to 13 it says for the word of god is alive and active do you know that the word of god that we're reading is alive it is working right now we serve a god who is alive not a dead god he is alive for the word of god is alive and active sharper than any weapon any double-edged sword it penetra- penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrows. It judges the thoughts and the attitude of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare. In other words, naked. Nothing is hidden before the eyes of Him who is Him. Is God? Is Christ? To whom we must give account. So, going back to our main passage in verse 19 to 21. The question, how do we overcome? Well, let's see uh, what James is teaching us. Let us see how we can overcome anger through James. Just solely focusing on verse 19 to 21. Okay, we're going back to the beginning. Uh, let's just begin with the sub-point, letter A. Each sub-point here is in uh, verse 19 to 20, 21. Uh, well, A, I added in there, but this is the uh, most important. A, you must be saved. right? That's the key. You need to be saved. This does not apply to you. This principle doesn't apply to you if you're not a true Christian. It's not, it's not for anyone to take. You must first be a true Christian. That's the most important thing. You must be saved. You need to be a true Christian. If not, you do not have access to this door. He says, What? In the beginning, he says, My dear brothers and sisters. He's not calling random people my dear brothers and sisters. He's talking about those who share the same faith. If not, you cannot partake in this. Number one, letter A, you must be saved. Letter B, You must take note. Take note means not just writing, but pay attention. That's what it's saying. Pay attention. Letter C, you must be quick to hear. In other words, be humble and listen. Slow down and listen. Letter D, you must be slow to speak. Speak less and listen more. Stop arguing. When you're shouting and arguing, you are not in line with what God wants in your life. You're allowing your anger to take your place of no return like Cain. E, you must always be upright in Christ's righteousness. F, you must throw away all moral filth from your life because when there is anger, there are other compromises that are going on in your life as well. It's not just anger, it's lust, it's all the other attacks, jealousy, envy, greed. It will also form heavily in your life. So it says, you must throw away all moral filth from your life. G, you must humbly eat the word of God. Eat it. That's your food. Spiritually eat it. Eat the word of God. You must humbly eat the word of God. Letter H, only Christ can save you you. Amen and amen. Amen. That's why he says in verse 19 to 21, going back to our main passage, this is what James says. He says what? My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires, therefore get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. So going back to our soul points, you have to be saved in order for you to partake in this. If not, it is not yours to take. You'll always be succumbed by anger, by greed, by lust, by pride, because we're not saved. But if we are saved, it's saying, take note. My dear brothers and sisters, take note, pay attention. Be quick to hear. Be slow to speak. Be ready to be upright, not in your own good works, but in Christ's righteousness. Throw away all moral filth from your life. All. We try, not by our own discipline, by our strength, but we surrender and we put in the effort to submit to God. And we try our best by submitting. we, We submit all the way, but each day, we also need to try to live this life for the Lord. It's not just something where Jesus, He picks us up and He does everything for us. We're also responsible for our actions. Gee, humbly eat the word of God. Eat it. And realize only Christ can save you. Amen and amen. amen. And as I invite the priest to come up at this time, I want us to really understand and to put a final stamp of seal that only Christ can help you overcome your anger. That's it. I just want us to really understand this. You know, many people, many smart individuals who have many degrees, they will tell you it is by discipline, it is by speaking to a good mentor or uh, give you a self-help book. You know, they'll give you all these remedies. But ultimately, the only way that we can overcome these rotten fruits in our lives is that we turn to Christ. Only Christ can help you overcome your anger. And it starts with repentance, with humility. You just need to say, Lord. Forgive me, forgive me Jesus, forgive me Lord for all my anger, for all my frustration trying to take control of the situation. I realized today that I cannot save myself just as I had no saying of me coming into this world of being born. I cannot save myself just like I have no control of how I die unless I commit suicide, which is complete, anti-what we need to do as Christians. We do not know the hour or the time when our life will end, or the hour and the time that we are born. We need to say, Lord, I need you. I want you. Rescue me, Lord, from my anger. This is what Paul says in Colossians 3. And I'm ending with this. But now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Let's all bow our heads, actually. What are these things that you need to rid yourselves? He says, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Here there is no Gentile or Jew circumcised or uncircumcised. Barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other. Forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And all these virtues, over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you are called to peace. And be thankful, as we're in the season of Thanksgiving. Let us remember to be thankful, So at this time as you have gathered here today on this beautiful day on this Sunday can we just turn to God with prayer and can we just turn to Him and pray to Him and let us just dine at the table with our King and let's just pray and pour out our heart's desires and worries and our pains only He can save you. Only He can rescue you from this life, from anger, greed, malice, pride. Only He can rescue us. He is the answer. He is the answer that you're looking for. Do not remain in your prison of anger. You must be set free. let ask Christ to break the chains that have been binding us. Ask him to free you from the oppression of the enemy. The enemy, for too long, he has had too much power over you. That is not the life that God has called you to live. To be oppressed and to be bondage by the chains of the enemy. But may you be set free here today. Break free from the bondage of sin. Only Christ can save you, and may we be liberated. May we be blessed as Abel was. May we be favored as Abel was, not because Abel was better, but simply because he took an attitude of gratitude. He took an attitude of humility and submitted himself to God and gave the first fruit of his offering to the Lord. But may we not be stingy or angry like Cain, deceived and blinded by our own ways. Too zoomed in, never zoomed out, seeing the big picture of God's sovereignty. May we ask the Lord, Lord, help us to trust in you, and to rely on you. Ask Him to free you from this bondage of sin, the sin of anger. Let's pray together. (sighs) Heavenly Father, Grounded in you, the Lord is grounded in you. the wrong things, Lord. And therefore, on the surface, all the rhyme with the attack of the enemy. So many times, for too long, I tried to handle it in my own strength. I tried to change myself. I try to mask it by doing good works, by working hard and trying to have good attitude, by reading self-help books, talking to people, although ultimately, God, I realize, God, everything is in vain compared to the power and the touch and the transformation, working Unless I surrender to you, and unless I look to you for help, there is no hope for me. For we have a powerful enemy that desires to destroy us and to hinder us from our growth. And we dare not to face the enemy alone in our own strength. For we will be devoured and be destroyed is the snake and the wolf. Sneaky. comes as a devouring lion pretending that he has power over us. But Lord, you are the true king and the true Lord. You are the author and the perfecter of my faith. You are the lion and the lamb, the meek, the humble and the true lion the true king only you can transform our lives only you can transform me God I can surrender to you and you alone help me Lord to not be succumbed by the anxieties of this life anxieties worries anger for too long we've been trying to do it I wish But I realize today through James 1, 19 to 21. Oh, Lord, may I be, Lord, may I be humble here today. Oh, Lord, slow, slow to speak. And to be quick to hear. With true humility, surrender. rid of all more filth from our lives. Oh, I dine at the table with my kids I love you and I miss you. you are the only one that can trust for me.
0: Your mercy has tried your way, your spirit teaches your to walk. be just so now. by
1: No. more, there's more. nothing more I can do or can't do, I rest in
0: your promise
1: to me, only by the working
0: of the Holy Spirit can I be transformed, all, all of my, my sins flesh. have been washed in your blood, your mercy is all there. promise to me All of my sins have been washed in your blood Your mercy is all that I need You see me as righteous because That made the atonement for me Your mercy has triumphed where I should be judged So now by your grace I am free judge so now by your grace I am free your grace is sufficient for me your strength is made perfect I lay at your feet Your grace is sufficient for me Your grace is sufficient for me Your Your strength is made
1: Thank you, God, that we no longer need to strive to merit the worth of your love. Lord, we understand your love and your wrath against sin, and therefore we turn with humility and we humble ourselves and we repent. We say, Lord, we realize that, God, we are just like Cain. Sin is crouching at our door. At any moment, it desires to have us to entice us, to overtake us. But Lord, you have given us the ultimate remedy, the ultimate hope that is found in our Lord Jesus Christ, the blood that was shed for us, the blood that washes away all sin. That Lord, that you would give us a new heart and a new mind, a renewed mind, a transformed mind that is in line with you. And I pray that You will continue to sanctify us and transform our lives so that we can truly become and walk in the image and the reflection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you for the atonement of sacrifice that was made on our behalf, the sin that we deserved, the death that we deserved. You took it upon yourself on the cross, paid off all our debts and Lord you renewed our lives so God we turn to you right now with humility and just as we learn in the book of James Lord may we realize may we pay attention may we take no may we be quick to hear and slow to speak may we always walk in our brightness and your righteousness not my merit, not my righteousness, and to throw away all moral filth from our lives and to be humble and to eat and dine at the table, the word of God with our King. For only you can save us and transform us. We thank you. We love you. We give you all the glory and all the honor. May the name of the Lord be praised. Today forevermore until we take our final breath in our life you are the author and the perfecter the beginning and the end and your love will never end we love you we pray all these things and your precious son just comes me pray and all of god's people pray Amen. amen, amen. and amen
0: I will run to him with my broken heart. There's power in the name of Jesus. He's my righteousness. His name is the way, the truth, and God. Try.
1: Let's all turn to our neighbor as the priesting goes back to their seat. Let's just turn to our neighbor and say, "Anger not. Anger not. All right, God bless you. Thank you for all being here today. And let's end the service with a prayer of benediction, of blessing from the Lord. Let us pray together. May the Lord bless you, and may the Lord keep you, and may the Lord shine his face upon you, and be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. And now may the God of peace, the great shepherd of the sheep, continue to equip you with everything good for doing His will, and may continue to work within us and within you, what is pleasing in His sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever, and as God's people we pray, amen, amen. and amen. amen. All right, God bless you. I love you. I'll see you all in the back. God bless you.